0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of National Pastime. John Toaster and J Rob here. And we're getting a second episode in this week because the trade deadline was so fucking nuts. But uh, we still wanted to give you our picks for week nine. We'll do a little bit of a week eight recap here and, uh, yeah, get you on your way so you can get those picks in before Thursday. But starting off with how we did this
1: week we can skip uh, through that we traded away that record for a better record at the deadline got it in under 4 p.m eastern uh cut off. i wish um so collectively we were
0: four and seven um toaster and i both went one and three
1: uh rob that's only 11 where's my
0: oh sorry five and seven five and okay. seven Whew, there we go um j rob went three and one so good for him um you guys are both now at 50 percent on your picks for the year so
1: sounds like a professional not an amateur podcast to me
0: yeah i mean We're still losing money but you know whatever um I'm i am sorry. all the way down to 41 percent, so it's not looking good for me right now but Touching on some of those games because there were a couple, couple picks that did not work out um, for us here that I think are worth talking about. Um, the first one, the the Monday night game, the Bengals and the Browns. Um, Toaster and I were both on the Bengals minus three and a half. I think J Rob took the Browns plus three and a half just for shits and gigs. If I recall correctly, there yeah. wasn't a whole lot of thought was trying there. Not
2: to jinx things, yeah. They
0: and were, yeah and boy and did that
1: not we work had the out fourth well. quarter called it was 13-7 Bengals in the fourth quarter so um i think that you know it's a game of 60 minutes uh you just you know focus on the last 15 minutes is what i would say the strategy was uh, yeah. should have live bet it no that yeah. was that was absolutely embarrassing joe burrow still has not beaten the browns in his professional career and where the hell did this come from? I just the Browns were on life support. They were just treading water. There was rumors that Kareem Hunt was going to be traded if they lost this game, and Jacoby Brissett comes and balls out just enough. Uh, maybe he got inspired by watching Amari Cooper play quarterback, and he's like, "Hey, I can actually do this." Um, but uh, that was that was a shellacking of the Bengals and this Super Bowl hangover is going to be painful there's still 500 and the nfc uh, north is or sorry the afc north is not as tough as it used to be but you can't lose to division you can't lose division games like this this is this is bad
0: no to uh, jacoby Brissett, and i i'm curious where you guys stand on him i think and we talked a little bit about gardner Minshew in the trade deadline pod uh, somehow we got to Gardner Minshew, but um, you know, and I, I think he's a legitimate player. Is he like an ideal starting quarterback for a team with championship hopes? No. Is Brissett? No, but you could do a could hell of a lot worse for the than Colts. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, what this guy continues to do, and obviously he's going to lose his job when Deshaun Watson comes back from his suspension, but uh, remarkable. Like, He's just he's not flashy. But every once in a while he throws a flashy moment at you and you're like, oh, like where did that
2: come from? You dude, know that quarterback run, I was like, someone turned the clock back a little bit. Cause dude, like two weeks ago, it looked like he could barely like walk. He looked like he was like, dude, eleven weeks is a long he, time to be a starter. He kinda
0: waddles, doesn't he? Like, I don't yeah. know. He's yeah, not not the most athletic of quarterbacks, but like good for him. I would love to see him to continue to get shots on these teams that are going to waste, you know, opportunities on a Carson Wentz or uh, the corpse of Matt Ryan. So it, good for him. But, yeah, totally surprising. Um, the Browns, I don't think they, just- they are. I mean, what do, how do we feel about the Browns?
1: They I don't feel good. That was their first win with Brownie at, at home at uh center field, <laughs> yeah. whatever, midfield you want to call it. But uh no, they're not they're not special to me. They were able to get after Joe Burrow this game, and that was the difference. I do think that Jamar Chase not being there as a threat is going to be a huge liability going forward. I did not think that before this game but it's similar to what we talked about in the trade deadline pod where Claypool's a guy you can just throw the ball up to. He doesn't necessarily have to be open having that asset and chase and with chase, you're probably talking, you know, got an extra eye on him at the very least, if not two. Yeah. that, you're spreading the ball and it opens things up for Higgins and Boyd. But for those two to combine for six catches in this game, Burrow didn't have any time and they just did not have a game plan to take down the Browns. I, I, I think both these teams are in some trouble. um, If the AFC wasn't so weak compared to the NFC. Well,
0: the AFC North, as you said, I mean, like the Ravens are, I think clearly the best team in that division. They did get a little bit better too with the Roquan Smith trade, but I mean, they're still not impressing you necessarily um, week in and week out. So I, I don't know. Maybe these teams yep. figure it out or they tread water long enough and it's just going to be a disaster like last few weeks of the season and may the least shitty team win.
1: Um, but it's. That was yeah. a joke, by the way. Um, it just happens so that, so that the commanders have the same record as the, the Bengals right now. And the commanders are fourth in their division and uh, the Bengals. <laughs> are second. Yeah. Yeah. That the
0: NFC East is a juggernaut. Um, all right. So. Totally caught off guard by that one. Obviously, the Bengals took it to me. Taki Taki. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, the Bengals weren't able to uh, continue their success from the previous week. But um, good on you, Browns. Good on you, Jacoby Brissett. We'll see what happens there.
1: Good on you, hedging happy J Rob.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, But division games are weird, man. Games are weird. Um, This year, just as a whole, has just been wild um maybe no better microcosm of that than the saints raiders who toaster took the raiders to cover minus i thought the raiders
1: I, yeah i took them at minus one and a half i thought they were going to score negative one, and, one and a half points they scored zero so they actually did better like if they'd they had given up a safety, covered they hit the over yeah, yeah. they hit the over <laughs> yeah um where so, the fuck did this come from this was Josh McDaniels coming off a bye week against a backup quarterback that just got promoted for the saints without their top two wide receivers. I get that their defense is formidable, but it wasn't surprising me that New Orleans was able to put up 24 points. The fact that you can't scheme an NFL game plan in 14 damn days to score a single point. They weren't over half field until the two minute warning. They yeah. did not have a snap in New Orleans territory until after the two-minute warning. This was absolutely abysmal. I know we've talked about Nathaniel Hackett getting fired. I Like, shit, combine the Hackett and mm-hmm. McDaniels on some super squad fucking coaching staff somewhere as long as they don't have head coaching duties because this was freaking This is embarrassing. This is undeniable. Like, I just... I'm not mad that I lost my pick. I'm just completely flabbergasted that you could come out this flat. You trade for Devontae Adams, and he has one damn reception in a game. It's just... It, you could have had every single person on defense covering Devontae Adams, and I will st- still would have said, he's probably going to get two catches. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, hell, just throw it to him behind the line of scrimmage and like see what happens. Um, do we have... Can somebody cue up the clip? And I'm saying this facetiously because I know none of us have. But can we cue up the clip of J-Rob saying that the Raiders were going to have the best <laughs> offense in the AFC West this year? Uh, because this was not supporting that case, my friend. Um,
2: Spins holy on, shit. I was just emotional hedging. you Because know? <laughs> I hate Josh McDaniels, so it's like, yeah. I'm jinxing him because my everything I've said so far this season has gone like south and sideways. So <laughs> just thinking ahead, just big brain in it.
0: The the I, only <laughs> thing that you've said about the AFC West that has even remotely come to fruition is that the Chargers aren't world beaters. But I think Justin Herbert's injury has quite a bit to do with yeah, that. Yeah, the
2: ribs definitely affect it. Yeah. Dude, they're just doing their best Pac-12 impression. I didn't think they were going to do so well at it, but they're doing a great Pac-12 impression. So Props to them. I, well, we, we took what we thought was going to be the most competitive division in football, the best football
1: in the NFL. And somehow that's coming out of the NFC East right now. And instead, the only two teams over 500 in the AFC West are the Chiefs and the Chargers. And arguably, the Chargers don't deserve to be there. They barely beat the Browns the on a No, AFC no. West. Oh, wait, sorry. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry about I
2: thought you were still the, in the
1: NFC East. They barely beat the Browns on a terrible uh, Brandon Staley decision um and then they beat the broncos which was also not all that impressive um they beat the raiders and they've lost like i just this is there's some bad football being played right now tom brady called it out that's probably why he left his wife he's just like i need to focus get the nfl straight right now and and get this this train righted but i i'd say that this is one of the weaker potential divisions outside of unfortunately the the nfc south right like you can't compete with the nfc south when it comes to weakness
0: yeah the fact that the atlanta falcons are leading that division and nobody is um we're not saying that because they are playing really well right like they're playing better than expected but the rest of that division is just total ass um yeah i boy there are some just weird weird performances every week um (laughs) I mean, do we want to talk about the Falcons real quick before we get to the um the preview of week 9 just because of the end of that game. PJ Walker, Hail Mary, DJ Moore amazing play. Just don't take your helmet off, bro. I n- I know it's the no fun league. I'm not saying I agree with the rule, just don't take your helmet off. I hate that. And and to be fair, like Ky- or Eddie Pinheiro probably should have still hit that kick,
1: but, you know, that's whatever. Don't uh, count on kickers, bro. That's why they treat them like
2: shit. So we talked about this a little bit before the pod, and the more I think about it, the more it actually bothers me that they called it, because is a play not dead after being called a touchdown? Well, a play is called dead after every
1: play. You can, so. you can have on but sports. Isn't the like, penalty conduct taken, after the play. Yeah.
2: But isn't the penalty, isn't the penalty isn't the rule about taking your helmet off, helmet off during play and the, the no, technically the play is just, over just on the field
1: but he wasn't yeah. on the field
2: he was on the sideline
1: no he was on the north side of the end zone but we don't have to get into semantics there i i agree not the greatest call to lose a team a game but there you have to stay disciplined this is actually where i've been super surprised by the patriots of all teams as far as the lack of discipline that they've had right now you instill that in the team you say this is just not acceptable i don't care that you're you know our number one wide receiver you can't you need to be the example and say let's finish out the play let's sell you can take your helmet off you can take your freaking cock out for all i care as long as (laughs) pinero hits that extra point we win the game right but on the field you can't do that
0: yeah I just don't like that play is seared into my brain from when we were 10 years old. And that dude from the Browns took his helmet off 15 yard penalty. And
1: beat the up. Steelers guy over the head with, Oh, sorry. That was
0: less. That was in, <laughs> a little more recently, <laughs> but like that, that has always been in my head. I've ever, you know, my whole football watching life essentially has been like, Hey, don't take your fucking helmet off on the field. Like there are consequences to that. I I just is bad move. Bad move by DJ Moore. As as crappy of a penalty as that is like you got to be smarter. It costs this team the game. Um and yeah, you're, you're NFC South leading Falcons. Marcus Mariota leading the way. Uh who would have thought? But
2: I Any still other people that haven't moved to Ridd- Riddler. Mariota's like, been deece. Yeah. They're just like, not, he's not
1: asking him to do a lot of passing, but yeah. even when they I think he had 12 straight completions this 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 week too. Like he's but, being effective. But backup.
2: why are we giving him such a pass when we don't give these other quarterbacks passes for similar poor performance? Like would not you want to see what you have in Riddler when Mariota's just been He's not average? They're he's not been the division. Poor, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, and, you and, want and to he's throw not to the, lock in
2: for he's the not Seahawks right not winning. He's not the reason why they're winning. Their he defense kind of has is been, the reason why they've been in games, their defense is probably their best asset that they have.
0: I I won't like so, argue that he's not like. So do you want to sit
1: Russ Wilson
2: too? Yeah, I actually do. <laughs> like, I can't stand watching that guy anymore. That's why I'm so happy for a bye week. Uh, uh. Yeah,
0: I, I trust me, he is not like the end all be all. I'm not saying he's playing like frickin' Tua right now, but he has surprisingly played well with what they've asked him to do in that offense, which is just run a fuck ton of RPOs. Um, I, I don't think like you can't bench him and Desmond Ritter. Let, like, let's just be Frank is probably a lot more of a project than, you know, teams are willing to, or the Falcons are maybe willing to admit.
1: You you Um, traded two future first rounders for Trey Lance and still had him sit a year. So, taking desmond ritter you know top
2: of the first round probably means he needs
1: a little bit more time where did ritter weren't there rumblings get that
2: Mariota? i thought there were rumblings that Mariota was like potentially losing his job like two weeks ago
0: um i i don't know i the, haven't heard that one potentially
2: maybe. Maybe, i mean ritter was, was also his,
0: okay. ritter was taken in the third round like this isn't necessarily a guy that you're pegging to be the future of your franchise right away so um i think that look they're winning the offense has been fun with mariota um he hasn't been bad it's not like we're watching freaking zach wilson out here um so yeah i mean keep the train rolling as long as you can right who knows how that division will shake out frankly and they're
1: but i mean are we getting
2: having their best
1: player back next week week after in Cordell patterson so
2: I guess my follow-up question is like, are we having the same conversation about Mariota if the Bucks are winning the division?
0: I mean,
1: if they're four and four you, yeah, we're having the same conversation.
0: Probably. Probably. Right. He's, he's been good, man. Like not, he's not been like the world beater, like drop back, like dissect you guy, but he's been good. He's been decent.
1: Um, he might be top 10 in some proprietary quarterback metrics that uh, our, our very own John will be rolling out soon. That is, that is
0: true. I, I mean, I can give you some context to, to point to some of this. So pushing the ball down the field, completed air yards per attempt, he's 20% better than league average. Completion percentage over expected, he is 2% better than league average, basically league average there. Um And win probability added per drop back 40% better than league average this year. He's making plays that are contributing towards winning and he it's not just reliant on receivers like housing a screen pass. Like he's, he's playing legitimately well. Um, now are there limitations again by, you know, building your boat out of RPOs? Yeah, but they're doing what they need to try to win games and it's working for the most part. So I don't know. I'm not going to hate on him. Like we'll give him a shot as long as he uh, keeps this up. But all right. Any other thoughts on week eight before we move on to our week nine preview here?
2: Uh, Just a fun fact about Taylor Heineke uh, since 2021 so i mean we're going really back in the stats here uh (laughs) since 2021 taylor heineke has led more fourth quarter comebacks than pat mahomes tom brady matt stafford and russell wilson yeah because all those guys are
1: winning the games yeah they're sitting on the bench (laughs) late in the game
0: (laughs) no that is that's funny i mean
2: similar vibes like with Mariota. like do you ride heineke the rest of the year and see what he can do next year or is this just a filler for what you're going to find in the draft or in a project over the next few years?
0: I think they got that experiment last year, right? Yeah. And, and they, gave up, that.
2: they gave up a
1: decent amount for Wentz, quite frankly, to not throw him back in there.
0: Yeah. I I think unfortunately for Taylor, I mean, I hope he continues to perform and win because I love that. His bonus is related, like 125 k for every win that he gets and plays 60% of the snaps. That's awesome. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think we kind of know who he is, which is not a bad backup, but um, probably not the guy you want leading your team.
2: Uh, but, I mean, question. fuck,
0: Wentz has sucked, so
2: why not? Yeah, can, can it get worse. Uh, one more question for you guys. Are the Rams dead? Like, are we ready to write them off as not even making the nfc championship game not in the nfc well not making the nfc championship game that's that's they great. won the super bowl last year like is that too much to ask that they make the championship game the following year you know
1: i mean i think expectations need to be readjusted um yeah. their offensive I, line is in shambles they can't and stafford's not a mobile quarterback that's where Stafford's is falling bad. apart they have zero running game um I, i'm not going to write them off Other than if the writing off is NFC Championship, then yeah, I can write them off.
0: Yeah, I'm not necessarily willing to say that they are cooked, but um, things have to start changing for them drastically. And thankfully, the NFC sucks, so, you know, go on a little winning streak and Yeah. yeah, and you're right there. But it's tough, definitely tough. All right. Well, let's get to the week nine games. Uh, starting with Thursday night, the freaking Eagles are 13 and a half point favorites in Houston. I, I like what the hell do you do with a
1: 13 and a half point line? Um, Why did we start a primetime parlay? Like, that was, that was the dumbest thing we could do. Um, yeah, whose idea was that? No. Um,
0: Toaster, do you want to lead us off your angst over this?
1: I'm going to take the points. Because points, like they're the Eagles are the better team. Everything says Eagles. Everything says if this was one point more, it's a hundred percent the Texans. And that's I mean, we I talked about it briefly, but the point spread means absolute shit. The point spread for Vegas is about getting equal money on each side of the spread and basically it's like crowdsourcing what the game's gonna be. is right there to say, eh, somebody thinks that the Texans, you know, there can be a missed extra point or something like that, and all of a sudden the Texans are there. Um, There's no reason for the Texans to be in this game, but it's a short week. Weird things happen. They're at home. They don't have to travel. Philadelphia is probably traveling either today, Tuesday, while we're recording this, um, or they've already traveled there. So just out of the comfort, I'm going to take the points.
2: J-Rob? Um, it's tough because 14, 13 and a half is a lot of points, but I'm just going to ride the Eagles, dude. They're a wagon. I'm going to be contrary on the short week. I feel like they run a lot of run heavy, run heavy offense and Jalen Hurts makes such good decisions that I don't think they're going to be put in a situation where they're giving up turnovers and that offense is just humming right now. Their defense got better that. Yeah, I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles minus 13 and a half.
0: I just I hate this. I hate it. Um but I'm I'm going to go Eagles as well. I mean I I would just feel no offense, toaster. I would feel so dumb taking the Texans <laughs> and then having this just be like a 30 point With all
1: due respect. <laughs>
0: With all due respect.
1: I no, mean, I just... I I completely agree. Um I I uh... I would say this is not a bettable game for me if we we're going to shrink the primetime parlay. And it's yeah. only because the spread is so drastic in the, I mean, we're talking about legitimately the worst team in the league versus the best team in the league. Yeah. And we're seeing where do the chips fall here? Right? Like, I don't think that there's anything that says that Houston should be able to compete with Philadelphia, but it's football. Seven points is a touchdown. And all it takes is, you know, some silly play at the end of the game to bring it back down to under fourteen. So, I—that's uh, just a big number to me. But yeah. I, I can completely uh, sympathize with you that usually the passing game is what falters on on Thursday nights, and the running game is what the Eagles stri- thrive on. They're going to put up fucking points, no doubt.
0: Yeah, Ugh. the NFL has been weird, but. I don't know i'm just gonna go i'm just i'm my picks have been shit all year i'm just gonna go with the better team here just not overthink it um all right so J rob and i are on the eagles toaster has the texans sunday night titans at chiefs another big line chiefs 12 and a half point favorites is willis playing again is that what this uh, is about
2: Vrabel said we'll know wednesday so we don't know who's playing that okay back
0: this one this line as it currently stands makes me feel like it is malik willis that will yeah. be suiting up um i'm it's, it's, i guess similar to the last pick it's a lot of points the titans only beat the texans last week 17 to 10 Um, And that's with Derrick Henry running for over 200 yards. That's not going to happen in this one. If Malik Willis is playing quarterback, it could be really bad. I'm going to take the Chiefs, even giving up 12 and a half. They're at home. It, It doesn't, the Titans have far exceeded my expectations for them this year already at five and two. They're five and two against the spread. So, you know, clearly they've, they're better than people think. But if Malik Willis is playing quarterback for them, this could be ugly. So uh, I'm on the Chiefs minus 12 and a half.
2: J-Rob. J-Rob. Um, just for the sake of parody, I'm parody with some, some logic. Uh, I'm going with the Titans to get plus 12 and a half. Uh, Vrabel shows up in prime time. And I know if Malik Willis plays, I am very concerned about my pick um but i wouldn't be surprised with how poorly malik wills played last game that they might be like hey ryan like you're feeling better right like you're feeling better right so mine's kind of a pipe dream shot that Tannehill does play and that 12 and a half becomes a lot tighter than if malik willis starts and as much as derrick henry's probably not going to run for 200 yards like he wears teams down, and if he does have a good game, that keeps the Chiefs' offense off the field. Uh, I don't think the I don't think the Chiefs lose this game, but I could see a backdoor cover or this game getting muddy and being a game that ends up being closer on the score sheet, but not you know from the eyeball point of view. All so right. I like the Titans.
1: I'm just going straight points here, and even talking about. Ryan Tannehill, being quarterback, he has six passing touchdowns on the year. So he's averaging less than one touchdown per game. He's played Derek Henry. Yes, he is a world beater, but he also has 25% of his yards in his last game. I, I, I've i got to go Kansas City here. I, I hate it. I know that Vegas loves just pumping up the line on Kansas City um, to take stupid betters like, you know, John and myself out of this. Uh, but uh, to me, the talent discrepancy here matches the line, in my opinion, because Tennessee's so... I mean, if you look at the two differences right here, right? You've got the line for Eagles versus Texans is 13 and a half and now you've got a 5-2 and two team versus a 5-2 and two team, and the line's 12 and a half To me, that means that they think that this is going to go the way that it should. Um, doesn't have the variability that Thursday night games do. The Kansas City Chiefs are coming off of a bye, which guarantees them a win, essentially, in an Andy Reid era. Um, I appreciate that Mike Vrabel is you know, a, a gamer also. Um, I love the dude, quite frankly. I just don't see the... Tennessee can't hang with Kansas City, and it'll show in this game. Playoffs may be a different story. Chiefs are 3-4 and against the spread, for what it's worth. It's because they pump up the line against the Chiefs, because they know that they're going to get people on the positive side of the line that says they'll put up points. But the the Titans, Titans, apologies for that that slip of the tongue, um, (laughs) just aren't putting up points right now, and the Chiefs are. I mean, if you look at their last, I mean, they put up 44 against San Francisco. They only put up 24 against or 20 against Buffalo, but that was the best defense in the league from a points for or points against standpoint. 30 against Las Vegas, 41 against Tampa Bay, and the Titans haven't scored more than 24 points this year.
0: Yeah, I it makes me uneasy to be on the giving up points side of both this game and the thursday night game but i just don't overthink it
2: that's schedule better games nfl that's on you that's on you so i'm gonna throw one more thing out there titans are the eighth best defense in the league they're not a bad defense mahomes is not the eighth best quarterback in the league so i'm not scared all right i look forward to being right
1: not worried
0: about the titans d unfortunately Um, All right. The Monday night game, the Ravens are three and a half point favorites in new Orleans where the saints just trounced the Raiders. As we've talked about Um, the Ravens have been very uninspiring. I feel like every time I've picked them this year, they've um, they've screwed me, but I'm going to stay on it because I'm an idiot. So I'm taking the Ravens (laughs) minus three. Um, I think that they're, they're going to have a bit of a boost there with uh the Roquan trade. Um you know, Lamar has a tendency to show out in these primetime games. I can't imagine Andy Dalton continues to play as well as he's played frankly. Um and I think that a touchdown or sorry, a field goal is plenty for me um to to fly with the Ravens in this one. Again, I'm just trying not to overthink it. So Ravens minus three. Toaster, where
1: are you going? I'm going to go contrary to you again. Um, None of these teams have been great against the spread, but I think New Orleans might have found something. They have this guy named Alvin K- Kamara, Kamara, Kamara. Um, and if they continue to utilize him the way that they Seems have, their, their issue has not been putting up points. And if they're able to find something on defense to slow Lamar down, I think actually um, they've outscored the Ravens in their last five games, quite frankly. So I, with the NFC South being as wide open as it is, not going to call this a trap game for Baltimore by any means, but they're going to be a lot more comfortable coming into this game than New Orleans is at three and five and needing to win to stay in competition with those again, barn burner, uh, Falcons um we just you know Arthur Smith just turning things around over there I I like New Orleans here not necessarily to win but to keep it close enough that Justin Tucker is not the difference in the outcome of this game all right J-Rob
2: I don't know how I feel about this one (laughs) uh yeah I think I'm just going to take the Ravens minus oh dude I don't know because like the Saints looked good but can you survive on Kamara getting three touchdowns a game probably not so yeah I'm just gonna take the Ravens uh the Saints D as good as we remember them being they're not that great this year and so yeah I'm just gonna I'm gonna take the Ravens minus three it's low enough that you know a touchdown wins it or you know nothing too crazy to get the points so yeah I like the Ravens minus three
0: yeah that it's just we're talking about a ravens team that hasn't been able to like hold on to any late leads and a new orleans team that is led by andy dalton and it's like
2: and you don't know what you're gonna get
0: yeah like what the fuck is gonna happen i don't know man all right but um, they've been
2: doing they've
1: been putting up these points without uh landry without thomas um they've been shutting people down without latimore i i if they get any of those guys back and they've got an extra day of rest, I I think that that can be the tipping point.
0: Yeah, it could, it could. Um, all right. Bonus picks. I'll start with mine. Um, picking the bears game as I do every week. Um, dolphins are minus five and I'm going to take the dolphins. Oh, it's five and a half now. Oh, Okay. Well, that doesn't change my mind. Um, (laughs) The the Bears, uh, you know, getting rid of Robert Quinn and Robon Smith. Yeah. um, Is, you know, the defense is obviously struggling. The Dolphins offense is awesome. Um, I think this one could be another fun one, but, you know, fun in the same way that this last game was for the Bears and the Cowboys, where even scoring 30 points doesn't necessarily get you a cover. Um, maybe, maybe that, that game, changes.
1: That was insane to me. Where did the defense between what they did to the Patriots and what they did last week? That's oh,
0: yeah. The Cowboys. The, I was very surprised that the Dak was just surgical, but yeah, I'm, I don't think, you know, Tua is on that same level as Dak when it comes to their ability to operate an offense that way. But Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are still there. I um, have got f- Jeff
1: Wilson Jr. now.
0: They've got Jeff Wilson Jr. now. Um, they've got Bradley Chubb now, which the the one thing that was hanging me on the Bears in this one was, you know, at least the Dolphins pass, r- pass rush sucks, right? So Fields should have a little more relaxed of a day, doesn't have to make as many hero plays. Um, and if Chubb plays, I'm guessing he's going to be very motivated. So we'll see what happens from that standpoint. But um, I just think the Dolphins offense, I I mean, the Bears defense, I was very shocked to see what they did last week, but they were just non-existent. So um, I can't in good faith think that they're just going to flip a switch and turn that around while getting rid of arguably their best player. So uh, Dolphins, I think, are just going to put up points and the Bears won't be able to keep pace. Five and a half is still fine for me from that standpoint. So
1: I'm on the Dolphins, unfortunately. Um, j Rub, I'll defer to
2: you for the next one. Uh, this one feels kind of gross, but uh, I like the Packers minus three and a half. Damn it! That was what I was going to use to save my marriage. But okay. Oh, I'll let you save your marriage then. No, that's I fine. will. That's fine. I got more. No, I've got more. I got more. I, I gotta can get switch on, it. On the, I'll gladly... I've got to get
1: in on the Chargers too. Um, oh, I'm gonna I am going to go put that my route. money I got to put my money where my mouth is on that one. So let's let's find out why the Packers are going to shit-stomp the lines.
2: Uh, similar to just how Rodgers views the entire division, I think deep down he just loves, quote, owning them. And three and a half to me, I think, especially the way last week went and the way the season's been going, um, I don't think Rodgers is really like losing sleep, but I think he still enjoys just pumping bad teams. And so I think they're just going to give it to the Lions. And I think, and the Lions are clearly selling. So I think. They don't have much of an interest to be competing. I know it's a Dan Campbell team, and they will always appear to be wanting to compete, but I just don't think that they're going to compete in this game. And I like the Packers, like the Packers over three and a half, or getting three and a half. Okay. Um,
1: my most surprising line of the week was the fact that the Vikings are only getting, are only giving up three and a half points to the Commanders, but that's not my pick. That's just. The Vikings being the Vikings, and they were still only a freaking possession away from giving up the game to the Cardinals, despite absolutely outplaying them in every aspect of the game. Yeah. Um, where I'm going, uh, like I said, the Chargers have been my preseason pick. Um, I've got to stick with them. I know that the the Falcons have been cover dogs, but at minus three, with the Chargers coming off a bye week, please pray be. That Keenan Allen is finally healthy. Um, I know that that's a you know been a big question for the last three years of his career. Um, they just they just lost you know Williams. They got to figure some stuff out. But if they can't beat the Falcons by more than three points, then I think that this can be the end of their season. And with that extra time to prepare, they need to figure it out. I hate that Joe Lombardi offense right now. And hopefully they took the bye week to figure out how the fuck to utilize uh, Justin Herbert to his fullest abilities.
0: Unfortunately though, I don't think they can right now because of how he's Thank playing you. injured, right? Like yeah. the Lombardi effect compounds that by a thousand. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know. I the Chargers to me are like almost unbeddable right now because yeah. you just don't know what that offense is gonna look like. Um but yeah, I mean I would think conventional wisdom is they'll be fine playing the Falcons. Um, you know, as much as we've just sort of talked up how they've done with Marcus Mariota at quarterback, like I still think the Chargers are obviously the more talented team here, um, and talent usually wins out. The Chargers are just so fucking unpredictable, right? <laughs> I,
1: I don't disagree, and I'm not going to say that I feel the best about this pick. I just feel compelled, to, uh, similar to you, picking the Bears each week, that if I'm going to put my money where the mouth is on the Chargers on this finally being their season to figure some shit out, that, uh, like I said, if, if, I know it's the best team in the NFC South right now, but do we really think that it's anything that should be able to compete with, quite frankly, any team? In the AFC West, no, but they very well could just because uh, it sucks so bad watching coaching staffs hold players back. And it's happened time and time again. I mean, you watch Justin Fields with Matt Nagy last year. Um, It it Just uh, Joe Lombardi is absolutely curtailing Herbert right now, in my opinion. Um, And it's been happening for a couple of years right now. But three points, give it to me. I'll t- live and die with the Chargers on this game uh, against a team that is far inferior to them from a talent perspective and unfortunately not from a coaching perspective.
0: All right. I can't really disagree with you there. Um, and you are 500 on your picks. So give this one a 50-50 shot that
1: you... Um, uh, give me a forty-eight and a, or 47.5% chance on this. That's what Vegas likes to to skirt it down to.
0: There you go. All right. So picks are in. We'll see if we can get back on track here as a whole. Um, But just wildly unpredictable. The season's been, obviously, trade deadline being crazy maybe reflects that to some degree as well. Um, You know, you've got the Seahawks, Falcons, and Vikings all leading divisions in the NFC. I mean, we talked about the AFC West, how bad they've been. But um, just wild, wild year. So we are officially approaching the past halfway mark. Um, Oh, that's so Sorry to say. But um, maybe some of the stuff will start to get straightened out and the teams will become who we thought they were, um, you know, now that we're past the midway point. But otherwise, any parting thoughts before we get out of here, guys?
1: let's just play some more football this has been exciting year in year out the only teams with winning records uh in the games last week was the seahawks versus the giants and if anybody saw that being the case with you know a 49ers rams matchup a ravens bucks matchup um please send me your bets ahead of time and i'll start putting those into the primetime parlay because this it's the parody here is just amazing and the fact that the trade deadline was as exciting as it was just means that more parody to come. Yep. Um, J Rob,
0: I think despite the fact that the let's ride is not dead, the fact that the Broncos are on a buy will give you a pass.
2: I mean, uh, I actually had a pretty good one.
0: Oh yeah. All right. Well, Hey, we need an out. So let's get it.
2: Um, quick little fun prop Fay wants to do it. I love the bills doing a teaser at minus 17. I think they are going to shit on the Jets. They, like, yeah, I think that game's not going to be close. So if you want to get a little more than minus 13 on the spread, I think you can both, like, boost that one up and still get your money. But on that bombshell, Broncos country, we finally get to high. Yes.